What's going on, guys? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we can also talk about anything else that's meant to teach, inspire, and entertain. On this platform, we literally talk about everything and anything. Believe me, I go into rants. Padro Siciliano. Yes, I speak Sicilian. Uh, I talk about really anything. My pet peeves. We talk about dogs. I talk about my pets, my dogs, other people's dogs, dog topics, whatever. Literally, what? Ever. Remember, it's all about balance. So we balance it out with all different kinds of topics. So any kind of topic you want to discuss, let me know, hit it in those comments and we'll get into it. So before we get started, if you have the pleasure of seeing this beautiful face, let me introduce myself. If you've seen this beautiful face before, you already know who I am. If you haven't, well, I am Pat the Pac-Man. I'm a dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist for Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions and Coaching. What do we do? We don't train dogs. We train people. That is correct because that's what it's about. It's about training people, not training dogs. We teach people about dog psychology, how to communicate dog language, how to cater to dog instincts, basically what they want, what they need, what they require in order to be happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. Because at the end of the day, you shouldn't want a well-trained dog. You should want to be a well-trained dog lover, dog owner, whatever you want to call yourself, that has a dog that's not well-trained, but that is happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. That should be your goal. And in order to do that, you need to be well-trained in the psychology of the dog, in the communication of a dog, in dog needs, in dog instincts. And that's what we do. We teach you about that. So if you want to know more about it, write it down in those comments. I'll be glad to share more about it with you guys. Before we get started on some topics, if you have the pleasure of seeing this beautiful face on video, yeah, I'm a little humble too. Me is a bit yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to have fun. It's barking for balance. We have fun on this podcast. So um, what I wanted to say, I lost my train of thought. What was I going to say? See, my beautiful face got me all confused. Okay. So what I was going to say is if you have the pleasure of seeing this beautiful face on video, make sure you wag your tail on over, hit that like button. And as soon as you're done, slap upon that subscribe button. You do not want to miss not only the podcast, but also the other videos we got coming out, all the instructional videos, cool videos about different dog topics, all sorts of cool stuff. You don't want to miss out on that. Also, as far as the podcast is concerned, if you don't want to do it by looking at this gorgeous face over here, then you could just listen to it. And we also have it on all major podcast platforms. The links are down below. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any cool stuff. Today, I want to get into a topic. Uh, I want to get into the topic of hunting. Okay, I'm going to give you my personal opinions on hunting. I know it's a controversial topic. Would love to hear your input on the topic of hunting as well. And I'll explain why I decided to talk about hunting. I'm also going to talk about dogs. Now, yeah, of course, dogs do hunt. Uh, some, do some dogs are bred to hunt. Um, but a lot of dogs have, you know, the prey drive and they kill animals, you know, cats or birds like, you know, I have Hannibal. Um rabbits, you know, squirrels, whatever. So it's not more like they're, it's not like they're hunting. They're more just, you know, doing it at this high level of prey drive. And especially we have like small creatures or a multi-species household like I do. Uh, you want to make sure that those instincts in your dog are not triggered. It's very, very important. You don't let that happen because that puts those poor animals in danger or other people's animals in danger. You really don't want that to be the case. So uh, we're going to talk about how to 
um, you know, avoid that, how to make sure that that doesn't happen. And the reason why I wanted to get into these topics of, of dogs that have this high level of prey drive, because I actually have some cases this week that um, deal with that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, it was, you know, very dangerous cases, very dangerous situations in the household that caused all sorts of problems. So uh, we're going to try to fix it. We're going to try to repair that. And uh, as far as the topic of hunting is concerned, you know, personal hunting, the reason why I wanted to bring this up, no, I'm not going to go hunting. And that's actually the reason why I wanted to, to put it out there is because on the last podcast, I talked about my hobby, one of my favorite hobbies, which I do to relax, to unwind, to de-stress, and that is archery. I shoot a bow and arrow um, because the, the the hobby of archery is so relaxing, unwinding, zen-like. It's just awesome. And I just really, really enjoy it. So when I was talking about that, I had some, uh, you know, rescue associates and um, animal lovers and clients that are major animal lovers. They, you know, sent me some text messages and some messages and they were like, uh, Pat, are you a hunter? Do you hunt and... So uh, I want to clarify that uh, right now. No, I do not go hunting for animals. I do not kill creatures like that. No, what I use archery for my bow and arrow is used to hit inanimate objects, unless by some unforeseen circumstance, a animal abuser, a dog fighter, a child molester might get in the path of that arrow. Listen, it ain't my fault. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Anyway, let's move along from that one there. I don't want to incriminate myself, but yes, I only use archery for target shooting. I shoot targets. I shoot you know, you know, 3D type targets, which I enjoy more than just the regular uh, bullseye type targets. Um, you know, that's what I use it for. I use it purely because of the mental aspect of it. It's very relaxing. Um, you know, if you any guys do archery, I would love to hear your your way of describing the hobby of archery and how you feel when you're shooting that 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 arrow and how you feel when you're when you're holding the bow and the whole the whole process. Um, but to me, it's just a very relaxing atmosphere. So a very relaxing uh, activity. So that's why I use it. So no, I do not go hunting. I will never go hunting because um, it's not something I like. It's not something I agree with. So as far as hunting is concerned, um, I think hunting is freaking stupid. Now, let me be clear on this part. If you're a hunter that goes hunting for the purpose of eating what it is that you're hunting. I have no problem with that. That to me is actually, that makes sense. That is um, something that I will never, uh, I will never argue over and I will never question. I will, I have no issue with that whatsoever. I don't hate people that do that because they're doing it for a reason, which is quite frankly, just the way nature works. I mean, we have predators that hunt other animals. That's just how, nature works and i mean we are predators so even dogs i mean you know dogs eat meat they're not vegetarian so in the wild they hunt you know we've got wolves we got eagles you know in the in in the in the in the in even in like the ocean the water environment you know it's not like a shark comes out of the oceans and stops by burger king or gets like the you know a, a a bucket of french fries or you know they they eat each other i mean that's it's the world. I mean, I know some people don't want to hear it. So you understand it, accept it. That's how it is. Um, so I get that. And I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that issue. What I have an issue with, with 
is these people that go hunting for fun, for sport, to hang out. They start, you know, the tiger and the head of this and the head of that and to stuff that. I don't understand the point of it. And if you guys have a, a, a clear understanding and explanation to make me see why Okay, I would love to hear it. So please write it in those comments. Let me know. But I just don't get it. Why would you want a dead carcass in your like? What's next? Your 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 spouse dies, and because you don't want to let him go, you want to stuff them and mount them on the wall. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. Like your child's goldfish dies, what do you stuff it so they could? They take it to bed with them like a stuffed animal. I just don't get it. I don't understand the point, you know, if anything, if you're that insecure, cut off your balls, a pizza tipa lentomuro, you know, cut off your balls, hang them on the wall. So it reminds you, oh, there they are. You, you jiggle them every once in a while. I mean, I, you know, I know this, this makes no sense to me. So the concept of hunting for fun is just absurd. It just makes no, no sense to me. And yes, I do know that dogs do kill, you know, animals, not to eat, but those are more instinctual. Uh, and we're going to get to that in a second. They're more instinctual, but the, the humans doing it is not instinctual. It's intellectual. They go out with the pleasure of doing it. They want to go do it. It's it. I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't understand. You should be, you're hiding, you know, this, this, all this bullshit and you're hiding. And I see this when I go, when I go target shooting, all this stuff, because most of them, you know, obviously the whole, the whole thing is catered predominantly towards hunters. And I see this shit and I just, I just don't get it. Explain it to me, write it in those comments. Let me know if you have a clue about it. I would love to hear it. You know, in, in Italy, when I was living in Sicily, because yes, I did um, live in Sicily. For those of you guys don't, don't know, I lived in Sicily for seven years from the age of, of 10 to 17. And that's why Padre Siciliano, that's why I speak Sicilian. Um, I'm going to keep that language alive. So there, you know, I remember one particular case we went out hunting. I was actually there. I was a kid, but I don't remember seeing any of that stuff. But I remember hearing the gunshots and being in that environment where they were hunting for rabbits. But then right afterwards, we ate the rabbits. You know, so that whole principle, I understand. But manchado, manchamo, manchamo, let's eat. I get that, you know. But dogs, when they go hunting, they hunt free because like there's hunting dogs that that's their job. You know, that's their, 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 that's what they're supposed to do. Now, if people go hunting because, you know, you're trying to control an animal population that's going out of control. All right. But seriously, how realistic is that? Like how, when does that happen? You know? Um, this is more for sport, you know, it's more like, like me shooting a target. These people shoot animals. Cause it's, I don't, I don't know the, the, the psychology behind it. I don't get. So anyway, when I was living in Italy, yes, you know, that, that that's, there was, there's a certain level of respect for, for the animals, you know? So in America, I feel like there's no, there's no respect for the animals. And it's a, a variety of different reasons. Like I, tr I feel purposely, I, I feel, I feel that, um, most vegetarians or vegans or these animal uh, advocates, the reason why they have a problem is not for the meat eating 
component because I've heard a bunch of people that have turned vegetarians, not because they don't want to eat the meat. It's because they want to protest the fact of how the animals are treated. And I, I don't, I get that. I totally understand that because the way the animals are treated, they're treated that way for food. I'm sorry, for food. They're treated that way for money. It's money. And in America, money is the driving force to all this kind of stuff. So the animals are treated like shit for money. You know, money is everything. They, that's a Sicilian saying that means that money makes blind people see. So, yeah, write that, write that down and then you could use it every once in a while. But it's true. You know, so these animals are treated like a commodity. And the conditions are, are atrocious. And it's not just that, but it's also the way they're raised for us to be consuming is because consuming them is because they're just so there's so much waste, you know, again, and, I, and I'm not just talking about like Sicily or Italy, I'm talking about like other other countries where they eat every single part and they utilize every single part of those animals. So those animals are not being used for like 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 a portion and you're you're destroying a life and you're just for like a piece of it you know we used to eat and we still do every single component like innards and you know like 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 i don't know this may be discussed but like the skin and and the feet and the innards and the brain and all that kind of stuff and i apologize for those that 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 are um you know uh seeing this and you know that that don't like hearing this but you know, I feel that doing it that way um, is respectful towards that animal's life. You know, that animal's life didn't give away, give its, give its life away for just a piece of it. Then what the hell's the point, you know? And so that's what I, why I think in America, there's so much um, animosity is because like, like I remember when I was living there, my uncle, you know, he had a farm. It's a Jovan. It's a Jovan. He's since died and passed away. But um, when I was living there, he, you know, he had all sorts of, he had, he had a farm. E -I, -E -I, -O. <laughs> I know how that sounded. But uh, he, on this farm, he had to pick, but he actually did. He had chickens and he had pigs and he had sheep and he had cows and all sorts of other animals that were meant for food, rabbits, all sorts of stuff. They were meant for, for human consumption. But the respect for those animals, again, nothing went to waste. You know, nothing was wasted. It wasn't, it, they weren't raised like crap. They weren't raised in terrible conditions. They were raised in a good way and then, you, you know, used the whole thing. So I feel like that life was fulfilled with respect. You know, they were treated with respect. In America, it's not the case because food is just wasted. You know, I don't want this. I don't want that. I, you know, and if we don't learn to appreciate or respect food, then that life that gave its, you know, that, that creature that gave its life for us to, to eat was wasted because we're not showing appreciation. We're not showing respect towards that life. And I think that's really the problem because again, the way like the supermarket, the mentality is, is, you know, you have, you have all this meat, all this, all this, all this, all this, all this flesh out there. And then you have all these restaurants and all these other things. And there's like so much need for this, but there's so much waste associated as well. So the, the lack of respect for food and especially for animal food needs to be really at the center of why, um, if we understand that, if we understand that, that the respect for food and the appreciation for food is at the center of it, 
then I think like the relationship with those animals would be different. Now I understand, listen, some people are just animal lovers. They don't want to touch. I get that. And I respect that. Uh, but I truly feel that a lot of vegetarians, um, a lot of people that are against the animal, you know, eating or consuming animal byproducts is because of the way the animals tr are treated. And I can't blame them. I completely understand, you know, because like, again, if you go hunting like a deer and because you like eating venison, okay, cool. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't, I don't think that's a, there's a problem, but if you go hunting a deer just because you want the head hanging on your wall, hang your own head on the wall. You know, I just, that, that makes no sense. So the respect for food is, is, is necessary. And I think like America has kind of like swayed off of that um, because food is just not, it's too easy. You know, it's not being seen as, as the value that, that it should be, you know, like when you, again, going back to like my uncle and sister, when you're raising these animals every day, you're feeding them and caring for them and taking care of them. And you see them evolve from like baby, little babies and, you know, you're, you're involved in that. There's a, there's a lot of respect there. There's a lot going on. And I feel like that's really where you start to appreciate your food, you know? And um, I don't know, that's just my opinion. I would love to hear what you guys think about, about that whole topic there. Um, not just the hunting component, but also, you know, the way animals are treated and just, you know, the, the meat component and um, how you feel about that kind of stuff. So write those comments and let me know what your opinion on, because you know, like when it comes to dogs and like the cases that I had this week, those dogs, um, those, you know, dogs will hunt and kill animals. Like the ones that I had to, that, that I was working with that um, are killing or are not killing or trying to kill the cats. They're doing this for, for fun. They're doing it not, not for fun. That's the wrong word. They're doing it because they're bored, you know? So let's, let's talk a little bit about what that means. You know, dogs that try to kill other animals. Yes. Yeah, some dogs, like I said, are hunters. That's what their instincts are. But, you know, we also need to teach them to turn those instincts off, which normally that that's, that's easily done. But most dogs that kill animals, it's really done because they're bored or, and, or let me phrase that it's mostly because they're bored and, highly excitable so you know like some cases you have owners that think that dogs are supposed to kill other animals so they most like they instigate them you know like i have some cases where where people will take their dogs like hiking for example and that's great but the problem with the hiking component is that the dogs are walking and you're out there for all sorts of, of time an hour two hours whatever you're out there for but it's not a structured walk so that means that the brain never goes into a working state a calm state they go into an excited state because they're seeing stuff they're smelling stuff they're chasing stuff so they're highly excited and then a lot of people that that have these kind of situations they they instigate it. They like, okay, go get him. Go get, go get this. Go, oh, chase him. There's a squirrel. Go get him. And now you're telling your dog that you want them, number one, to be excited. And number two is you want them to go after these animals. Now, a lot of times, you know, some, most of the time dogs are pretty, are, dogs are pretty fast creatures. Let's face it. So they'll get to those squirrels, those cats or whatever. And once they get that, they don't know what to do with them. So they'll grab them, you know, even if it's gently just to like, even like play. And, they'll hurt them. You know, that's just, that's just normal. So the, the first, the first thing we have to understand is excitement. Excitement, as I say, is the root of all evil. You know, 
most, if not all behavioral problems, including aggression, stem from a high level of excitement. So the brain builds, 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 builds with excitement, and then it just explodes because they don't have a productive outlet to release it. So you're taking these dogs on these long walks, which is great, but the walks are meant to drain the energy. The, the, the walks are meant or the hikes or whatever are meant to get rid of that pent up excitement, not to build it. These kind of concepts, and again, the clients that I'm working with, they do exactly that. Long walks, off-leash, no structure, running around. So they're building, 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 and then they come home, and because they were told that I want you to chase small creatures, as soon as they see the cats in the house, they don't know the difference. The cats move, bam, I'm following what mommy and daddy want, and I'm going after them. So the key here is to understand that the excitement levels have to come down. You know, they have to be dropped in order to not let them release that in a, in a fashion that's unproductive. If you take your dog on a, on a two hour hike or one hour hike, and it's a very um, productive walk or hike, they're going to come home. They're going to relax. They're not going to have any desire to chase after anything because they're so exhausted, you know? And a lot of times these kind of dogs are like cattle dogs. In fact, the ones that I'm working with that we're talking about cattle dogs, herding dogs, because their jobs are so specific that they're finding an outlet to release that pent up excitement. That was those pent up energy, that pent up energy and those instincts, which we're going to get to in a second, because, you know, when it comes to dogs, you got to understand that they want to please us. So whatever we ask them to do, they're going to do. And again, a lot of people believe that that's what dogs do. I hear this a lot. Well, dogs are supposed to kill. No, they're not. Look, I got two dogs multi-species household, cats, birds, uh, there's, there's no, there's no danger, you know, there's no danger of any kind, shape or form. And um, that's because their energy level is dropped. And also because of the fact that they understand that they're not toys, they're pack members. So when we come to when we're talking about like the excitement levels, so one area that, that that triggers that kind of excitement is like like the way they play with their toys. So like those squeaky toys that have like the little squeaker inside of them, that squeaker is meant to resemble the sound of an animal in pain and or dying. So when they squeak it and they hear it and they get really excited, and they're like, oh, excited. That's what builds it up. So they 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 get that sound gets them excited, which of course, if you if you listen to one of our other podcasts where we talk about how dogs associate behaviors or activities with the state of mind that they're in, they're associating that particular sound with that state of mind, which is excitement. So they, they get more excited, the more of that sound they hear. The other part of it is the way they're playing when they're like, you know, shaking their head back and forth. They're, that's basically killing the toy. So that kind of motion creates a lot of excitement, makes the sound squeak. And it's like, they're, that's their activity. They're killing, they're killing the toy. So you know, they're not eating the toy, but they're still killing it. They're not eating the cat or the squirrel, but they're still killing it because that's how they get rid of some of that excitement. But the problem is that they're actually not getting rid of that excitement because the more they do it, the more excited they become. And I want to hear some, if you have an experience or know somebody that's been in this position, because the more they do that, the more excitement they build, which means the next time that they go after the cat or the squirrel, they do it more intensely. Their intensity is much higher because they're actually building, 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 building excitement every single quote unquote kill that they have because the association is just growing, 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 growing. Does that make sense? So if you guys want to know more about this, let me know. We'll talk about this more in depth. But that's basically the bottom line is that high level of excitement. So when you're taking them out on these long walks, 
they have to be productive walks. You have to be in control of those walks. You have to make sure that the walks are draining energy, not building energy. You know, I always, I always use example, like if you go to the gym and you're there for two hours and you do an exercise and then you play with your phone for 10 minutes and then you do another exercise and then you're talking to so-and-so for 15 minutes and then you do another exercise and you're watching the TV for 10 minutes. Yes, you're at the gym for two hours, but you're not exercising, you're not working for two hours. So that entire time that you're doing something, you're not doing anything productive. And the same thing applies when it comes to these kind of activities, which are excitement-driven activities. And excitement-driven activities don't drain energy. They don't teach anything. They build an energy. They build it. You know, they're unproductive. Okay. Um, guys, any questions on that? Please let me know. So that's the excitement component of it. The other component of it is most of the time these dogs are bored, right? So they're not fulfilled, meaning that, you know, they're bored because they're not fulfilled. So like we're talking about the herding dogs, the cattle dogs. Those dogs have specific tasks, right? That's specific jobs, which obviously they're not being fulfilled. Right? There's no sheep and cattle around. So they're not doing what it is that they need to do in that particular case. So they find a different way to do their job. These dogs want to work. They need something to feel, to feel productive, to feel fulfilled, you know? So they find a job that makes them feel that. It's, an, it's not a productive one. But their standards, but by their standards, it is, you know, um, the problem with doing that is that if we um, don't give them something productive to do, they're going to figure something productive to do, right? That's the problem. So we go back to like the walking or the hiking, whatever you want to call it. The fact that you're doing it is great, but that does not fulfill their instincts. But what does fulfill their instincts is the fact that they found something that you want them to do. So you have, have asked them and excited them enough to say, okay, now I want you to chase that squirrel. Now I want you to chase that cat or whatever the case may be. And they start chasing. So they're already building up with excitement. You're telling them, this is what I want you to do. So now they're anchoring the two together and the excitement grows, but so does the behavior. Because again, they want to please us. So they're going to do what you ask. Right? You tell them to do something, they're going to do it. So the boredom factor is a problem because it, even if you don't want them to do it, they find something to do. And some dogs just go that direction. So, um, not letting a dog be bored. And we have to make sure that on top of that, we have to establish direction, bounds, and limits. You have to be in control of, for example, that walk off leash. You're not in control. They're doing their own thing. There's, um, there's a TV show called mom. And I watch, it's kind of funny. If you haven't watched it, you should watch and watch if the far read it, you know, um, it's pretty funny. And there's a character on there. Her name is Tammy. She was actually in jail for a while. And then she comes out of jail and, you know, in jail, she obviously had structure, she had discipline, she had a regimen, rituals, processes, procedures, expectations, the whole bit. She gets out of jail and she's free, right? 
but the problem now is that she has nothing to do. She, you know, she, nobody will hire her. You know, she's, you know, she's home alone. She's living with some friends or whatever. And, you know, they're going to work, they're doing the thing, but she's, she's bored. She's got nothing to do. She doesn't know what to do with herself. You know, there she was told when to wake up, when to work, what job to do, when to go to sleep, when to eat, you know, how long she had to eat. Like everything was very structured. So she had directions, boundaries, and limits. See what it boils down to. So now she's got nothing to do. You know, she has no job, you know, doesn't know what her expectations are, doesn't know what her role is within, within society, within with the, the, the household, whatever the case may be. So she's just getting frustrated. She's just bored and frustrated. And she starts to become a little, a little destructive. You know, she's kind of like reverting back to her old ways that got her in trouble in the first place, much like dogs do. See the pattern? So what happens is that just out of coincidence, um, somebody asks her to do some repair work, like some, I don't know, like, 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 like a handyman, you know, home, home repairs type stuff, which she actually was trained in prison to do. So it was something that she was familiar with, something that she enjoyed doing, something she was good at. So she starts doing some of this repair work and, you know, she does, starts doing more and more and more of it. So the more she's doing this repair work, the more she's doing something productive, the more she's doing something that makes her feel fulfilled. See what I'm talking about? That's the road. You see the road we're on, how it works? That's the pattern. So she starts doing more work, something that she's skilled at, something that she likes. She's getting more structure. She's not bored, meaning she's not frustrated, meaning she's fulfilled. She's starting to now finally get out of trouble. She's not causing any trouble because now she has a path, right? She has directions, bounds, and limits. She has a job. She has something that's going to keep her mind and her body occupied. That's going to drain all that pent up anxiety and all that pent up energy. So this is the equivalent of what dog, why dogs become a pain in the ass as a lot of clients just call them these, as this asshole, this, and this asshole that I hear that all the time from clients that, that complain about, you know, I hear that all the time. They're always complaining there. That's what they're saying. My response is always your dog's bored. Your dog's frustrated. Your dog, you think you're frustrated. You know what I mean? So we go back to the same principles of mental and physical stimulation. We go back to the same principle of lowering the intensity of the excitement, controlling the intensity of the excitement not letting it escalate because once it escalates and it stabilizes at a high level, that's your starting point. And then it just pew, skyrockets from there. We want to bring it down, bring it at a low level, bello vascio vascio, low level, and then we could control it from there. So we manage the excitement. So then we anchor the opposite of excitement, which is calmness. We anchor calmness to activities and now we have no problems. You understand what I'm saying? Unclog your ears. Stop You see what I'm saying? It's that simple. So if we understand those two principles of fulfilling the brain and the body through mental and or physical stimulation, making sure that we keep the excitement level low and anchoring that to behaviors or activities, calmness equals whatever, as opposed to excitement equals whatever, then everything is cool. So, you know, we don't want you know, your dogs won't see like small creatures. Remember socks, socks over here is 75 pounds. You know, when I've had cats and I have kittens, I've had kittens in this house. that were like a pound, little bitty things like this big. 
there was no issues. The, the, the uh, Sox's foot, his foot alone was bigger than some of these cats that have been in this house. And there's never been a problem because of the fact that his excitement level is very low. When he's around those cats, is super calm. That's what he was taught, you know? That's how I wanted it to be. Now, it doesn't mean when those cats want to play, he can't get involved, but he's got to maintain that calmness. You know, he said, he said, you know, he's big. These cats are small. We got to match it up. We have to match the intensity, not with the size, because at the end of the day, it's not the size that matters. It's the intensity of the brain that matters. Does that make sense? What do you guys think? You know, let me know what you think about though those the that 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 topic right there in that situation. Uh, if you had any experience about that, I would love to hear your input on it. Um, so it, it, you know, it, it boils down to the same thing. If you want your dog to kill, they're gonna kill. If you don't control the intensity of the excitement, you know, they're gonna release it somehow because you can't expect that buildup, that boom, 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 to just continue with no outlet with no way to release it. They will make up their own way, you know, because some dogs bark, some dogs chew, some dogs dig, some dogs chase, some dogs jump, some dogs run, some dogs bite, some dogs attack, some dogs kill the squirrels. They'll figure out their own way. They'll figure out their own way, number one, to get fulfillment, and number two, to release the excitement. It's what it boils down to. So, excitement, keep it low. Number two, fulfill the brain and the body. It's not that complicated, you know, and you don't necessarily have to go on two hour walks or two hour hikes to get that done. It's not really necessary because if you do it the right way, and if you guys want to hear more on how to get that done, you know, write it down in those comments and let me know. And I will, uh, we'll talk more in depth about that. But the bottom line is that that's the reason, or one of the reasons why um, small creatures are in danger is remember, you're telling them what you want them to do. You're also making them the way that they are in order to and then to release it they just fulfill your your need your 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 wishes you say kill i go after them you know i don't want to but you know i'm excited i gotta do something you know so you know monitor if you have dogs that are in those situations um you know, open up your eyes and keep an eye on certain things such as the way they're playing are they shaking those toys violently that's an indication, high level of excitement, high level of intensity, prey drive, whatever the case may be. Maybe there's some aggression issues. Maybe you're, you have blinders on. You know, you have your, you know, you don't want to see it, but there might be, maybe there's some other type of problem. Maybe they're jumping the fence. Maybe they're digging the yard, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, again, the way they're killing the, the toys, the way they're shaking it, the way they're like just so intense and they're so into it. You know, those are, those are, those are signs of, of having a problem. You know, so yeah, that's, that's really it. So if you guys have, uh, have any questions on these topics of hunting, again, I'd love to hear your opinion on hunt, hunt on this hunting crap. And uh, explain to me why you got to hang the head of an animal. I just don't get it. Uh, anyway, or just stuff them. I, 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 I don't know if that baffles me, but you know, tell me what you think, you know, um, listen, I'm a meat eater, but you know, I'm, I, I, I hate the way that animals are treated. Um, you know, love to hear some opinions about the vegetarians and, you know, what led you guys to become vegetarians. Cause I have respect for the, for the fact of why you're doing it. Um, unfortunately, like I said, it's, it boils down to a isoid that boils down to money. And that's really, um, you know, the, one of the problems, but, um, I hate the way animals are treated too. As far as like the hunting is concerned, listen, if you're hunting, you know, for food, it, it's cool, but make sure that it's not for stupid reasons. And, you know, um, 
bottom line, let's let's make sure that our dogs aren't hunting for fun. You know, I mean, we could at least control that, and we monitor the intensity of the excitement, and we monitor, um, you know, the 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 fact that they, we give them a job and we give them fulfillment, and in some of the other podcasts, and some of our videos, which is why I want you guys to, to subscribe to the YouTube channel, so this way you could look into uh, some of the videos that we're putting out on how to fix some of these these problems, how to learn, how to understand the psychology of a dog. And 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 by doing so, you'll be able to, to, to make them happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved by catering to their instincts and catering to their needs and providing them what it is that they want and need and desire first and foremost before they provide you what it is that you want and need and desire. Um, but you guys have any questions, let me know. I would love to hear some stories um, about your situations and about your, your needs uh, that how I could help fulfill and, and inspire and teach. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, again, living, living in Sicily was, was a great experience for me because it taught me so much. And when it comes back to, to the fact of understanding fulfillment, you know, life, it was just so much different because, you know, everything was just so simple and, and easy. There was no complications and um, it was just a, a much more relaxing environment. So that's why I'm trying to find myself activities that kind of bring me back to that state of mind because life is in America is, it can be stressful. Um, when we focus on the wrong thing. So I kind of like try to find activities such as archery and just to repeat that in case you missed the beginning, I do not use it for hunting. No hunting. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, any questions, let me know, write them in the comments down below and uh, don't forget to subscribe. And at the same token, remember it's about training people, not training dogs. So um, let's, let's, let's take care of our dogs mental state before we take care of their physical state. Meaning, that um, focusing on the brain, not the body, as I say, you know, more than just obedience commands and trick or treats and treats and this and that and the other thing, focus on the mental state that your dog is in, not what the body's doing, you know, whether they're sitting down, laying down or whatever, when you do them, what state of mind that they're in, pay attention to that. Ask yourself that question when you're, when you're observing the behaviors that they're, that they're doing, even if it's something that you're trying to calm them down, like, I don't know, entering or exiting a door and you're trying to, you know, go first and you're okay, sit. And then you look at him like, what kind of state of mind is he in? And you be, be on it. Like, you know, you could, you have common sense. You look at him, you should meet. This dog's not relaxed. And you know, you know that there's a problem with that. So cater to the brain, the intensity of the excitement, the intensity of what they're feeling, you know, from an emotional standpoint, monitor your own energy. How do you feel? You know, that's the questions that I always tell my clients that they have to ask themselves and be honest about it. How do I feel? And then when you're looking at your dog, like, how do they feel? They don't look calm. You know, I don't feel calm. Well, there you go. There's your answer. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Barking for Balance. Any questions, like I said, write them in those uh, comments down below. Remember, it's about training people, not training dogs. Catch you guys next time. Pat the pack, man. Out.